actually should have said this episode was sponsored by the D. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 190, and uh, I'm having a pretty great week. <laughs> this is Hello. such a terrible week. <laughs> Hello. I am, I am, okay, okay, relax here, okay. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at VTTG161. Uh, you also heard Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll please, or in your minds, don't actually, okay, there's the drum roll. Uh, third, third co-host, uh, we're joined by Chris. You can follow him yes! on Twitter. Yes! At Chris Sweendog. Yes! Yes! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. People come to me, they say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and lend me your ear. I am the Chris to the Sween. I've got a really big peen and I make my wife scream. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. That doesn't rhyme. But anyway, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Okay. Yeah, how you doing? Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I got a little excited right there. And That's our right. our uh, fourth host for the evening, we it's have... Big. This is a big night, ladies and gentlemen. Four hosts on a Market Out podcast. Yeah, we have Mr. Jason Linick. Uh, you can follow him at jlinick on Twitter. How yes. are you, how are you doing? Bring announcer for NYWC okay. and the voice of the Long Island Wait, we can Ducks. We can get to that after we ask him how he's doing. Well, how introduce he's doing. him properly. Well, I'm introducing people. Respect the guy. I Jeez. respect the guy. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on again, as always. I, it's such a pleasure to be a part of this. Yeah, and that was our show this week. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Don't forget, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, let's kick this off with some fan questions and comments. Uh, last week, Ben H. Uh, submitted a question, got in uh, too, too late, I guess, but uh, we'll read it now. It says, hey, guys, hope you had a great week. Now, here's my question for you, too, even though it's now four. Brock versus Rock or Brock versus Reigns? Have a great week, Ben H. Smiley face. Brock versus Reigns. Brock versus Reigns. Uh, I want to say, well, that's the thing. Is this like the WrestleMania match? Yeah, yeah. I'm, ass- I'm assuming this is talking about WrestleMania. I'm going Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. If this is WrestleMania, I want to see Brock versus Reigns, but uh, I don't really want to see that because I want to see Brock versus Rock versus Reigns. Okay. You did the, tri- the whole triple threat thing last year. With Daniel Bryan, and you got to do something new for WrestleMania 31. You want to build up that big moment. I mean, p- people are going to see Brock versus Rock, but it's just like, oh, hey, another nostalgic main event that we could have seen 10 years ago. We want to build a new star. And especially, you know, I know that we haven't spoken about it yet, but the fact that Roman Reigns' injury, you bring him back at the Royal Rumble, being, make him a tank during the Royal Rumble, eliminating more people than he did last year. 
then you bring that into have him just be a wrecking force and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be Brock Lesnar, I'm gonna beat his ass, and have him build build a brand new star. Yeah, I, I don't even think. Uh, the Rock is necessary for WrestleMania 31, especially with the names that you have. Like, I mean, they're talking about Sting. They're talk- talking about. I mean, you're already. You know, Brock Lesnar is going to be. There. I don't really see the point of having The Rock as well. Yeah, well, I just think Rock could be there just to, because it's like the thing the huge put over. And uh, and Jason, what would you like to see at? I assume WrestleMania. I mean, going back to Chris's point about Brock Rock being like 10 years too late, it's kind of the, you can make the same argument for Sting Undertaker. But uh, I don't know, with Roman Reigns being injured, maybe it kind of derails his thing. But even without that, I just feel like he's not on the next level. Like, think about WrestleMania six months away from now. I don't really, like, he's been, what has he done since the Shield split up? He's just been stuck feuding with Randy Orton or Kane. I don't see him being elevated unless, unless he... Comes back I, mean, I think that's, that's the only fine. Thing that's going to jumpstart this. Well, I, I, I think, think that that's fine about Roman Reigns uh, feuding with Orton and the Authority and Kane and all them because those are top names. I mean, Randy Orton is a main eventer. Kane has is occasionally a main eventer. I think that's fine to have Rand, uh, Roman Reigns up in there with them. I mean, it beats having him feud with uh, anybody less. I mean, Sheamus and stuff like that. But I think what Chris said with the Royal Rumble where he eliminates even more people than he did last year, that's a huge, like, a reset button where, holy crap, look at this guy. He's a, he's a beast. How, that's how he beats Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I think this may be the opportunity for Roman Reigns. I mean, if they if he didn't get injured, then they just have him in these stale feuds. And they probably – I know jump you know, putting the gun a little bit in, in the show, but I feel like with this question and explaining myself, I need to do a little bit. I mean, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Sorry. I apologize. Um, but uh, with Roman Reigns, you have him now that he's out and injured, you bring him into Royal Rumble, like, Royal Reigns coming back to Royal Rumble. Oh my God. You hype it up. Everybody gets all behind it. Everybody gets all jacked up about it. And then he comes and does that. But if he wasn't injured, he'd just be in these stale storylines. Where would you put him? It's just, you know, and that, that's the, the jump that he needs to build himself in the stardom instead of feuding with Randy Orton all the time. Yeah, um, no, so- I, I agree with you. I think it's uh, not to sound bad, but this injury is probably the best thing that could happen to Roman Reigns at this moment because it kind of prolongs um, his popularity and it, re- it prevents it from being stale. Yeah, um, I agree. The thing is, too, he, I don't know if he's going to be out for too long. I was reading it's only going to be four to six weeks. So yeah. he may be back before uh, Royal Rumble. All I right, mean, good. All right, now now countering point, though, if you have Roman Reigns return to the Royal Rumble, you also have Daniel Bryan stated to return for the Rumble. Then what do you do? I don't know. I'm sure, I, I I'm sure a majority if, of the crowd wants to see Bryan win the Rumble. Yeah, if if – possible i'd rather roman reigns come back not at the royal rumble before that but if it's at the royal rumble um you could even have whoever i don't know maybe it's possible where it's like oh my god roman reigns is gonna win the royal rumble he just broke his shattered his record from last year boom brock lesnar comes out eliminates him that's the setup for wrestlemania yeah but then why would the WWE champion do something like that? Assuming that Lesnar is still champion. Because look at that. He's coming. That, that's Roman Reigns. He's but why, just but why shattered did, his own record. And he yeah, thinks he's going to beat the Beast and come fight me at WrestleMania. I'm going to put a stop to this. 
Yeah, but why is the champion going to go after Roman Reigns as opposed to Reigns going after the champion? I don't, I don't see the point of that. To make Brock look scared. I don't know. Yeah. yeah who's got uh, the next The next question? comment is from Andrew. Hey, guys, I'm back to the comment section. See, everyone's making returns this week. I've been busy with schoolwork, but fuck that. Finally watched a full episode of Raw again this week, and Ambrose really is shining. I've waited two years for him to reach this, le uh, this level. Anyway, I got a question. Out of the leaders of the new school, Sami Zayn, Hideo Mitami, uh, Adrian Neville, Fergal Devitt, and Kevin Steen, who do you think will be the most successful on the main roster? And who do you want to be the most successful? Personally, personally like you guys, I love Zane. Thanks again for showing love for your fans. From the number two mark, at DrewFem97. First of all, thank you for still using but fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, I have to go with Zane. It, it's nothing against uh, Tommy, Neville, and uh, Steen and Devitt, but I've always seen – that's like one of the main draws that, that I would go to an ROH show was to see El Generico. So I kind of think the well, most successful – They're different good. people, Brandon. What? Okay. Different people. It's this, <laughs> everybody knows. They're not, they're not Marks. I think that the most successful is going to be Z Sami Zayn. He's going to be a huge face, especially I think him being a, a multilingual is going to help him be a, a super baby face when they're traveling overseas. I could also see Kevin being successful as a, a big time. Who do I want to be the most successful? I want to see uh, Fergal Devitt be the most successful. Yeah. What about you guys? I don't know. This is... It's tough. It's a really tough question. I want me personally, because he's in my top five of my favorite wrestlers at the moment, is Sami Zayn. Because all of, all the work that he's been putting on NXT and all the insane, incredible matches that he's been a part of. I think I think I, you mean insane matches. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. You Mark. Uh anyway, um, but I feel like from the, the company I feel like they want Hideo Itami to be the most popular international superstar. They brought him before Hideo Itami. Uh, Sin Cara, now Mystico, now whatever he's being called in AAA. Mistezzi. Failure. Yeah, whatever. Failure. Um, Yoshitatsu, Takamichinoku, they were all either comedy acts or they didn't pan up to what they want to be. I feel like now Triple H wants Hideo Itami to be that superstar, that level, because especially branching out into an international standpoint, they want, they want him to be that guy. Yeah. So well, I mean, look at look at all these. When they introduced the WWE Network to Japan, ladies and gentlemen, NXT star Hideo Tommy, and they're oh. Well, the thing is, and not one of these part of the group of wrestlers that we have been talking about. Not one of them is American. Yeah. Every one of them is from a foreign uh, another country, and I think that the reason for that is because you have Daniel. Brian, who pretty much fits in with the, I guess he's part of the leaders of the new school. So you pretty much touch every uh, country. You touch everybody, Dave. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, next question <clears throat> comes again from Ben H. Hey guys, hope you had a great week. With Fergal Devitt given his new name of Finn Baylor. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. I'm not sure. Uh, do you think Kevin Steen will be given a new name? All the Stephen best. Stephen Keen. 
Broski Ben, smiley face. Stephen Keen. Why? What's oh yeah? Oh, Stephen Keen. Yeah. I definitely think that. Uh, Kevin Steen is going to give, be given a new name, but I think that they're going to acknowledge – they're not going to forget Kev, who Kevin Steen was. I mean, no, Triple they're not H, going to. No, Triple H even said in an interview that he realizes all these wrestlers and their names have a huge following and a huge past, and they don't want to forget all that. That's why how they went about it with Kenta. They acknowledged that it was Kenta. Even Devitt. They acknowledged that it was Fergal Devitt, Kevin Steen, and they're making references and interviewing them about their past. So I'm I'm a okay with the name changes, and I love this new name for Devitt, and I'm anticipating the debut of all these wrestlers. People are either gonna it. love it or hate it. Obviously, the whole crowd, the whole internet, whatever, hated it when Zayn was not El Generico, and he debuted under his real name, and they were like, "What is this? This that blah blah blah." And then like yeah. Sami Zayn, they're like, "Yeah, we're starting to warm up," and now they're like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to Sami Zayn debuts." I know. I mean, I. I we just poured I, out some water. I, yeah. What was that? My mm-hmm. iced tea. I'm uh, unbelievable. I wasn't. I was one of those people where I was very skeptical when I saw Sami Zayn was without his mask and everything. But then you start to realize that it's still the same wrestler. Yeah, it's yeah just like like Kofi Kingston. One accent. One day he's got an accent. The next day he's not. Yeah, that's one, by the way. And then you realize, oh my God, I've seen him in such films as The Green Lantern or Knocked Up or. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, anyway, next co- question. Next comment question is from Jason. Jason, you want to take this one? Sure. <laughs> so our next comment comes from Jason Linick, and he writes in, only two comments. Are you serious, bro? Although my question isn't wrestling, I do want to know where you guys rank Ghostbusters on your list of all-time movies. Thanks, and so close to 200, The Voice of WC, and your Long Island Ducks, at Jay Linick. I just want to let you know, Jason, that I always use the cross the stream reference in at numerous one of my tables when I work in my restaurant job all the time, and yes. they laugh, they pop, they're just like, yeah, cross the streams, yeah, <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's like, awesome. Yep. No, I, I and it gets me better tips. That's awesome. Ghost- I think I would put Ghost Ghostbusters probably is. I mean, it's not my top ten. It's not even my two hundred. <laughs> you kidding yeah, Tower me? Heist is no, it, it, it's probably in again, my again with Tower Heist. <laughs> Tower Heist is a good freaking movie. It's not uh, better than Ghostbusters. No, no, I, I don't know. It's in like my top It's in my top twenty-five. I would probably put it in my top fifty. Because there's top a, ten. There's a lot of movies out there. Like yeah, my favorite, the my favorite movie of all time is Man on the Moon. So mm. it's my like favorite everyone... movie of all time, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, See that? That'd be in my top fifty-two. I my assume. favorite movie of all time is Braveheart. Braveheart or Caddyshack? Oh, get rid of this! Yeah, shit. Dave's like, yeah, all those guys in kilts really gets me off. <laughs> I mean, really gets me excited. I mean, yeah, you should. Next see question, him. You Jason. Should see Jason, him. what's your number one movie? Um, for me, it's a tie between The Dark Knight and V for Vendetta. Oh, Ooh, that awesome. movie was terrible. I I, I hated The Dark Knight. Remember, remember <laughs> I'm just kidding. I refused to see The Dark Knight, but I hated V for Vendetta. What? I was, I, I don't know if it was the time, I watched it at like... Remember, maybe, remember the 5th of November. I watched it at like maybe Yeah, but I see that every 5th of November on people's... I, yeah. can't, I can't stand that movie. It's I'm just, I feel like I could have made it better. Ah, that's debatable. Yeah. Have you ever that's seen Cooking with Brandon 2, asshole? Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good piece. That's a good work of art. 
All right, so those are the comments and questions for the week. Thank you to everyone that left a comment and question. Um, oh, wait, and- I have a question. Yes. For all of you guys. Kind of so anyway, I was listening to a nationally syndicated radio wrestling radio talk show this week on Sirius XM, and they said something to the fact that Dolph Ziggler and Tyler Breeze both have the same character persona gimmick. No, they don't. Okay. No, not at all. But wait, okay. let him get to his question. No, that was a question. Oh, yeah, not great. at all. No, not I don't all. know. I don't understand how they could even argue that. Dolph Ziggler doesn't uh, come out taking selfies, nor does he give a shit about himself. Yeah. Like that. He's he's all about showing off. Tyler Breeze is all about, oh, look at that. That's me. Yeah, I look like yeah. that. You know, the other day I almost changed my ringtone to Tyler Breeze's music because it's, it's so, so awesome. incredibly terrible bad. From something or? From what? From mine or do you not use that anymore? Or oh, ever? no. No, my uh, my ringtone now. No, that's my text message ring. Oh, okay. And But uh, my ringtone itself is the hot dog song from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. When you're a parent, you'll understand. I, I the, just the, don't the what? The I just don't get this. Hell yeah, the hot dog comparison. Neither do I. Like I just, I mean, Tyler Breeze. I mean, yeah, Tyler Breeze. If anything, he's more similar to the way that the Miz has been acting yeah. recently. But uh, that's, why that's why they're on serious. That's why they're on Sirius XM Radio, and we're not. <laughs> yeah, obviously they're doing something correct. Google okay. girls. Oh, I was just gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so fucked up because what if they hear that? That's not that's, like that's us saying false information. Uh, you, you, we're not saying definite, but but hey, what the heck, man? If Howard Stern can do it, why can't we say it? Yeah, they, they can play the Tracy girl. Morgan. Why can't we? Why not? Yeah. Why not? All right, well, let's get my- up to the pay per view. We had a pay per view this past week. WWE Night of Champions live from the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. We sponsor. Oh, what a worst oh. sponsor. How stupid. Who's the sponsor? Diet Mountain Dew. Wow, Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> do I owe you a Diet Mountain Dew? I don't want to do. I don't whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not, they're not sponsors of us. Let's not. Mountain Dew Kickstart as well, but whatever. <laughs> did right, anybody see that South Park episode this week? Yeah, yes, I did. I, I missed not, it. I wasn't impressed. But I oh, was, it was funny. still funny. It was still funny. I just wasn't as impressed as past episodes. We should name the episode Washington Redskins. Yeah, nah, I don't know. Nah. It's, it's a team that's been defeated. I don't shouldn't. I love oh, by how the way, ISIS, the game almost starts soon. I love how ISIS was supporting them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we had the pre-show, which was just well, a deep show. Before we even mention the pre-show, well, it's already mentioned, so I can't say that. But uh, as mentioned earlier in the episode, Roman Reigns was injured Friday or whatever, maybe, right? Yeah. Was it Friday? No, Woke he, up with he pains. Apparently this type of hernia that he had has, has been something he's had for a very long time, but it's been just getting worse and worse. Yeah, he woke up with pains and uh, he couldn't. He tried to stretch it out, I think, and he just couldn't. Yeah. And uh, was went to the hospital, got diagnosed with this, and uh, got it taken care of. Very and, sudden and unfortunate, but at least it's not um, – it's not as bad as anything else. It's just a herniated uh, hernia that he had to take uh, get it's, taken care of. It is an injury that put him out of action, Dave. Yeah, but it's not. It's it not is like bad, like everything else. Okay. Okay. Sure. So can we? So let's talk yes, about now, that peep show now you hosted by Christian. Your, yes. Go. His guest was Y two J Chris Jericho, um, and then so they had their uh, banter back and forth. I was a fan of this. I didn't watch it. I I didn't see it. All right. Well, I was a big fan of this. It was kind of old schoolish. Christian and Y2J, how they were going back and forth with each other. 
And then Randy Orton appeared on, I'm still going to, the Titan Tron, even though it's not a Titan Tron anymore. It's still, we call it a Titan Tron. Yeah. All right, so Randy Orton appeared on the tr- Titan Tron, and the three of them had uh, words back and forth. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I'm fine with this over a match. I'm just happy because there were Terrence and Phillips memes that came out from Monday. Oh, yeah, I saw those. They were great. Yeah, it was, it was very, it just seemed like an old school promo. I was good with it. Yeah. Um, so on to the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view kicked off with Goldstar taking on the Usos. Great match. Uh, yeah, Goldstar picking up the victory, becoming the new WWE Tag Team Champions. Awesome, yeah, the- awesome face paint by Goldust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, dude, I did like that. That was really sweet. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, I've been nothing more than nothing less than entertained by their matches or anything that they're putting on. So I, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Now I guess we'll have to find out if those tag team championships are in fact the cosmic keys. Is it? Is it me, or did you feel like the Usos were getting stale? Yeah, David every week was like, "Eh, same old match," but. Yeah, I, feel, I like, feel like WWE dropped the ball big time. I, I feel like it's too repetitive with the Usos. You know for a fact that you're going to get your uh, double suicide dive spot. You know for a fact you're going to get your Uso splash and that like uh, that tag in the corner. And you know once he makes a tag, he's going to do another suicide dive. And I think uh, I think the, the, the reason why they – why I guess maybe the four of us. I don't know about you, Jason, but – we perceive them as a little bit stale or a lot of it stale. It, for me, it started when they started teaming with Cena. Yeah. I'm not going to, I think that that was perfect for them. That gave I don't, a big boost that every time, that every time John Cena touches somebody that goes side by side with John Cena, it I, certainly just lowers them. Okay. The can we, can we put a pin in that? comment until later in the show because i yeah, want to talk I, about I, that actually because yeah. that's another thing that i heard this week all right I, i'm just gonna say it now that i completely 100 percent disagree with that comment well, i don't and we'll talk about that later all right up next we had sheamus the u.s champion uh defending and defeating cesaro these guys have really good chemistry in the ring yeah absolutely they yeah. have great chemistry outside of the ring as well and it shows in the ring that i don't know if they ever fought each other outside of WWE, like in no. Ireland or, or wherever, overseas, because that's what it seems like. With the no, I don't think so. Um, just a little, I got a little fact for you guys. Um, since losing the U.S. championship back in April 2013 to Kofi Kingston, and to, uh, Cesaro has lost 10 straight title shots Wow! on WWE television and pay-per-view. But it's okay. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you had the Miz defeating Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Champion with some help of the uh, the tights. Yeah, Damian Mizdow was down there. Our Ziggler was there as well. Can I tell you how much I love Damian Mizdow? Go ahead. Uh, well, I, well, I'm jumping jumping ahead a little bit, but on main event this week, the Miz TV that happened, and the fact that Damian Mizdow is standing right behind the Miz and just interpret copying everything he says, fantastic, wonderful. And I, I think, think it's I think it's genius with what they're doing with Damian Mizdow. And I see I see a lot of people on the internet saying this is like how could they do this to Sandow? He should quit. Those, blah blah blah. Okay, those are but, people that are not getting it. They are not understanding yeah. that this is better than what they had Damian Sandow doing. Absolutely, this is giving him a big. This is actually a great push because as of with him impersonating or uh, being the stunt double for the Miz, 
It's getting over with the fans big time, besides obviously the IWC that don't get it. Um, I am so okay with this, and this is setting him up for an uh, intercontinental chi- title shot at some point. Right. So okay. I don't understand how these people could be like, oh, he should quit. They're not using him properly. Shut the fuck up. You don't, you're not understanding it. And I hope they hear you, Dave. I hope they do too. Yeah. All right, continuing on. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. after this, I guess uh, Seth Rollins deemed himself the winner against Roman Reigns via forfeit. Uh, yes, that helped me out. Helped me pick up a victory at the last pay per view, but this time uh, we both picked Roman uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he went on to do an open challenge, and Dean Ambrose answered pulling that up, pulling up in a taxi cab. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Someone pulling up in a taxi cab. The most uh, like the I'm... most important thing about that segment is that Dean Ambrose didn't pay the cab fare. Yeah, what kind of crap was that? But what? How much was the cab fare? Was it nine ninety nine? Just like the WWE Network? No. I saw a meme that said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably free, knowing that WWE hired the dude. And the crowd popped big time for you when Dean Ambrose came out. It's so amazing I to see too. the reaction for Dean Am- for someone that's Dean Ambrose is getting such a huge reaction from this crowd. For now, yes, for now. <laughs> for but now. we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, um. We, we had Rusev defeating Mark Henry. Um, before the match started, they played the – what did they do? The national the, anthem? Yeah, Lillian Gar- Garcia sang the national anthem, which I thought was the absolute perfect spot to get so much heat for Rusev by cutting it off. I, I thought he was going to cut it off. Yes, that would have been perfect. And then you could just blame it on Fit Finley again. And I think, I'm so okay with that. I think fans would have uh, been more – more what? What word am I? I don't even know. More reactive? Is that a word? Yeah, reactive. More, yeah, I'm going to say more reactive after the match. After Rusev defeated Mark Henry, it was just quiet. Yeah, I think that him interrupting that uh, Lillian Garcia would have been perfect. It would have fit the gimmick. It would have gotten so much heat. I mean, the thing is, you're going to have so many people complain. Oh, you're interrupting this? Just like last time when The Miz interrupted... Um, Jack Swagger, or whoever he interrupted. Which just- which goes right back to my thoughts from previous weeks that just because people are cheering for USA does not make you over. I could, I could agree. Um, but then why is Mark Henry crying? I didn't know if he was crying or sweating guess, when, during that national – I why? guess it means a lot to him. Really? The Olympics? You don't know how people feel. Who really? the fuck are you to judge somebody's feelings? He was really hot. I'm going to pretend that it was just sweat and he got no, something in his who, eye. Who, who are you to pretend to, to react to somebody's feelings and say, wow, that's wrong. He shouldn't no. cry. It's just There's no crying in wrestling. It's, it's baseball, Dave. And yeah. apparently everybody's proving that wrong tonight. Why? Or tomorrow or next week, the end of, what is it, Sunday night? Everyone will cry. Why? When the greatest baseball player of all time retires? He's not, okay, listen. He's not the greatest baseball player of all time. He is the greatest baseball player of our generation. I will, I don't understand how people could argue any, I mean, yes, you could put him up there. I wouldn't, I would put him up with people like Cal uh, Cal Ripken Jr. for our generation. Steroids? With our generation. Who else? Where, where, where do, you, do you see this stuff about Calvert getting steroids? Because that's not out there. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Prove it. 
Go on the internet and look it up. Not not up there. He wasn't listed in that uh in the um Biogenesis scandal. Yeah, he wasn't uh, oh, the ball car report. There. Yeah, so don't list out facts you don't know. But yeah, Derek Jeter is, I respect the hell out of him. I don't understand. I hate I completely hate when Mets fans, stupid ass Mets fans, I am a Mets fan as well, but they will go on Facebook and bash Derek Jeter and drink the haterade saying how he is not he's not that great. He's not good. He is awful. Why are they doing all this? And they're just so ignorant and stupid. And the truth is he is that damn great. That's right. Brandon said I, something positive for one place, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not a hater against Eric Jeter. I don't think there's any reason to be. The guy is a, he's a stand-up baseball player. He never he, got expected from a baseball game. He did the right thing for 20 years, and he banged a bunch of supermodels. Yeah. Nothing wrong about that. Stephen, Stephen King was on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers the other night, and he's, I guess, a huge Who? Boston. Stephen King. No, who's the other guy? Late night with Seth Meyers from SNL. Well, in fact, I have a buddy that is a YouTuber. I don't know him. And Stephen, oh, and that Stephen, show is terrible. Stephen King is a huge Boston uh, Red Sox fan. And he said, I, I think if I so was at Meyers. that game, what was that? So was Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah. But Stephen King was saying that he thinks if he was at the, if he's going to be at the game at, at Fenway, he would wear a Yankees hat in honor of Jeter. I'd be, I wouldn't be objective like against wearing a Derek Jeter jersey. I mean, I respect the hell out of the guy. He's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot easily, and he's as Chris like mentioned, he's pretty much the face of our generation in baseball. Yeah, how about and, it? And I would put, I like I said, Cal Ripken Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. I would put him up there in that caliber of Mike baseball Beyonce players that no? are very rare. No. <laughs> what about Barry Bonds? No. Steroids. Yeah, but what does steroids even matter? Fuck I don't know why that should be illegal. I don't, I don't get why steroids are illegal. Yeah, they're good for you, right? Yeah, we <laughs> learned that. <laughs> let's get back okay, to the paper. Anyway, shooting aside, let's get back to the night championship. Yeah. Randy Orton defeated Y to a J. I was bored for about 16 minutes of the match. All right, I, well, was, I was a fan of the match. Chris Jericho's swan song because he's going on tour with Fozzie. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm okay. That's the thing. I said it on the podcast always. He was on I'm, though, wasn't he? It's the online listening experience. Yeah. Eh? Uh, but I'm always okay with watching a Y2J match. I understand how it's gonna, going to be and everything like that. But I feel like it's kind of – It I had, like it had just, shit build up. And in 2014, I don't need to see Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton. Okay, I'll agree with the shit buildup, but I'm just attacked backstage, and that's what makes me want to see it. But we spoke about this in the past, where if you were part of that live crowd, yeah, I want to see Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho. If it's at a live event, I wouldn't mind. If if it's on, if I'm going to see a pay per view or Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, I do not want to see that. I do. Like at at the live event, I got to see Triple H wrestle. Do I want to see that Monday Night Raw or pay per view? No. So. All that's right, my, that's so my feelings. Agree to disagree. I, I AJ disagree. AJ and Nikki. Uh, AJ took on Nikki and Paige in a triple threat match. Yo, I didn't know that Nikki Bell's finisher is called the Nikki Rack Attack. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> why is that? Why is that funny to you? Because it's a play on her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought that this was a good triple threat match. I don't know about you guys. I thought it was a good triple threat match. It gave all of them 
uh, spotlight at a moment. And I, I really was a fan of the end of the match where they teased uh, Paige escaping the uh, what is what's her finisher again? The Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yes. Like I love the fact that they teased teased Paige getting out of it because she has done that in the past. She where just she needs to not call her then, spots. Huh? She just needs to not be so loud calling spots. You yeah. try working, brother. <laughs> but I, I think I think uh, third title title uh, reign for AJ is undeserving. Absolutely, because she's not that. She's not great in the ring. No, she's not. And I watch. I sat down for Monday Night Raw to actually try and watch it and be like, just put every thought that you have against her aside. And then boom, first move out the gate. I was like, that that looks like shit. I don't understand how people are liking this. The thing that I, I think is pretty amazing that the other person that she is at um, has just tied with becoming a three-time Divas champion is Eve Torres. Someone else that I think is pretty is not that good of a wrestler. I think Eve Torres was very deserving. I I, I, I put think her in she, the category. She improved. Of I don't. She's a, I don't know. Yes, she improved, but not improved enough to be three-time Divas champ. Eve did not have the same hype around her as AJ does. AJ's his internet darling. Eve wasn't. Eve started in WWE and improved a lot over the years that she... Wasn't she a diva talent search winner? Yeah. Yeah. And she improved all over those years. And AJ, just flatline. She didn't do anything. She doesn't do anything. She's not good. At least she didn't Steiner line. While, while we're talking about this match, can we also address the CM Punk chance again? So yes. you're gonna, but you're gonna get those wherever she is gonna get those wherever she goes now. What's would, hilarious is they don't chant for uh, Brie Bella. They don't chant Daniel Bryan. No, but oh. for AJ, they're gonna chant CM Punk. I would love to know if WWE is giving her all these title victories and reigns for uh, to see if she'll get another tattoo. <laughs> like, oh shit, let's give her a, a second reign. Let's see if she'll get a tattoo. She didn't do it. Let's take it off of her and do it again. Also, I feel like that's so marky well, to get a tattoo of when you win the championship. Well, that's that your so opinion. Marky. She worked her whole life for that, David. Oh, it's marky. Also, it's marky. Can, can I bring something up too? Yeah. Going, going back to a. Jason, you're to still here? Chris, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, speak, please. Um, no, I was going to say, I read an article this week from a couple different news sites. I don't know how true it is that noting in the rumor going around is going to be like a party crasher type thing. Wait, say that, that again. Gonna come out. Say it, so you cut it. Wait, you cut it out. Uh, sorry. I was reading, it, I don't know how true it is. I saw it on a couple different websites, but again, I don't know how true it is. That when WWE finally brings Sting in, they're going to make a whole big like thing about it. And then CM Punk's going to come in and quote-unquote ruin the moment. Like as a party crasher type situation. What do you guys think about that? Punk's CM Punk return eminent. Exactly. CM Punk return eminent. I would throw a chair across the room if they had CM Punk interrupt Sting. CM Punk's done. Yeah, he's done. He's going to just go to Bouncing Souls concerts and practice yeah. MMA. Yeah, it's time to move on from CM Punk. And, go to comments. And speaking of moving on, thank you. Segway. Our main event for the evening featured John Cena, who did not care about being champion, but now all of a sudden cares about being champion, <laughs> uh, versus Brock Lesnar, the champion. No, you, it's Brock Lesnar, the champion. Yeah. Uh, 
John Cena picked up the victory only by disqualification when Seth Rollins yeah. ran out. Yeah, but it was very close. I mean, Cena came within uh, seconds of becoming the champion. There's only three seconds he... in a three count, Dave. Yeah. yeah. So he came in the second. Well, no, because he had him in the submission hold, though. He had him in the STF. Uh, okay, that's right, yeah. Um, but he hit, but he had him in the STF following four uh, AAs. So I think Lesnar was on his way out, and R- Rollins saved the day for Lesnar. And I, I didn't like that ending for the fact that Dean Ambrose cut that promo and said, "Wherever you're, whenever you're going to cash in, I will be there to stop it." Mm-hmm. Where was Dean Ambrose? Not there. It was John Being Cena. Scored out it. by Jamie Noble and yeah. Jamie Mercury. I yes. thought I thought that was a terrible ending to the pay per view. I would give the pay per view an overall grade level of a C. I would give it a B my uh, uh, B or B minus. I give it a straight B. I like the fact, but why would you have a heel cash in on another heel, and that heel being Brock Lesnar? Well, I think that I'm, I'm okay with that because it's well, we know with WWE they don't want to have faces and heels anymore. And Brock Lesnar, I feel yes, they're both heels, but I'm okay with this. They've had heels just, versus heels before. It just, just doesn't make sense for the fact that. Brock Lesnar was Triple H's Plan C. It's it's Triple H's fault. Yes, that's where that is where there's going to be a storyline issue where because they Triple H brought back in Brock Lesnar, so now that's where the authority is going to have some internal problems with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. But I love the fa- I love that curb stomp that he delivered to Lesnar though. Yeah, which yeah. how much money did Brock Lesnar get paid extra for taking that? I don't know, <laughs> but but. Uh, John Cena didn't get out of harm's, rule, uh, harm's way in time because he got nailed with the F5 to end the pay-per-view and Brock Lesnar left on top. Good. Keeps Brock Lesnar strong. Yeah. Um, this is actually the, the last time that a pay-per-view ended the main event in a DQ was Bragging Rights 2010. Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton. You wasn't guys it, know that. Wasn't it Bragging Rights 2010? Yeah, you know the match? <laughs> yeah, Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last time that... Pay per view ended. It's, in an, DQ. it's an interesting fact, and I think DQ endings to finish the pay per view are either really good or or really bad. And I think in this case was uh, really bad. Really, I think that it was really good. But I okay the way they, it was the way on, it was pulled on, off on. was done. Hold on, but if they had Dean Ambrose come out and it, stop that cashing in, would that DQ be okay by you? I would have. I would have minded if they. If they saved that whole segment till the end where he was about to cash in and then all of a sudden you see on the tight the, the Tron, you Absolutely. see Dean Ambrose in the car and him bolt out, like that would have made the main event a little better. But then you would have had to have some way of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose getting out of there, so Brock Lesnar would have F five John Cena and you would see then the last person you see on the pay per view is Brock Lesnar standing tall. You yeah, have to but, keep all those guys. You have to keep every single one of those guys strong. You have to keep Brock Lesnar strong because he's your champion, and you know you won't see him for a lot of time. You have to see Seth Rollins still being strong because he's the money in the bank champ, money in the bank holder, and you want to see him cash in at any moment, even if it is on Brock Lesnar. And you have to see Dean Ambrose coming back, being strong because he's coming back, and he's going to be your new number two babyface in the company with with Roman Reigns being out and Daniel Bryan being out. Well, my whole thing is I feel like that – like what you guys are saying is kind of unfair to the match itself by saying that it wasn't – it was bad uh, – it was bad. The match, bad match was bad. The, the match was, is what I expected it to be. Well, Br- Brandon, you said that you weren't a fan of it because of the DQ, right? 
the the match itself. Yeah, you you don't like the DQ finish. You just said that DQ finish in this match was bad. Yeah, the way that everything was done. Okay, so but if but before that entire cash in um before that cash in moment, was it good? It was like, well, it was okay, I, I think. I, I just I don't understand how the last pay-per-view, John Cena, boom, that's it. Suplex, 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 and now Brock Lesnar's just Of course, but that's pro wrestling. Well, I mean, I just, I just don't, I just can't see the. I feel like you're not separating the two of them. I feel like that's un, it's just unfair to the match itself to say that DQ finish isn't good because of uh, um, would, would John you, Cena instead of Dean Ambrose. Would you watch that match again? Yeah, why not? Because I, I don't believe that you would. Yeah, I would watch it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I barely watch any match again. I barely watch any matches, so. And that's let's why he owns Monday America, Night, folks. Let's talk to talk about Monday Night Raw, though. Um, okay, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that, Brandon? Well, I, what were you going to say? I was like, Brandon, you got to cue it in. Well, uh, here we go. <clears throat> say it, say it. Somebody say it. Okay. And let's talk about some uh, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. All right, where are we going to start? Where are we going to start? Middles? I would love to know where that started. I don't know. I think you were calling it Monday Night Nitro. I don't know. Monday yeah. Night Nitro. Let's uh, start with the middles. Yeah, let's get the middles out of the way. Yeah. Um, Mark Henry took on Rusev. Rusev got the victory through the accolade. I, was, I thought this was actually good. I'm a fan of this storyline. But now that Rusev picked up the victory the uh-huh. night before, picked up the victory on Raw. This this match made Mark Henry look like the world's strongest loser. Yeah, but what now but it also made Rusev look a lot stronger. No, no it didn't. To me it to did. To me it did absolutely nothing for Rusev. I'm good with it. Like why I don't understand why this redemption match had to happen. And I think the best thing in that happened in the match was the dropkick that Rusev hit. It, to me, it didn't do. It did absolutely nothing for Rusev. I uh, yeah, it does. It did a lot for Rusev because he took out Mark he Henry. He did it the night before, and Doing then he it did again, it again. He should he be proved, able to do proved, it again. And he proved that he did. He proved the night before wasn't a fluke. He I, proved the night after that he could defeat Mark Henry. Definitely, I thought it was pointless. I th- I'm okay with it. It proves that it's not a fluke win. Any other thoughts? I think that's funny right now. We did we, obviously we took a pause right now, and you hear a turn signal. You still hear fuck. All right, I'm sorry. I'm right. But no, that's fine. Okay, so what what that one was? All right. But are there any other closing thoughts on uh, Rusev and Mark Henry from Monday Night Raw? I Move don't want to hear Mark Henry. I don't want to see Rusev be fed to John Cena because it feels like every guy ever. Who's been dealt with John Cena has dealt with John Cena in the fact that now he's the next guy to be fed to the meat grinder that is John Cena. Mm. That's funny. Look, I, my my John Cena thing comes later in the night in the show. What? I said that's funny. My John Cena thing comes later in the show. What do you mean? Like remember how you were like hold off on that with John Cena? Was that yeah, what you okay, were talking? Okay. Yeah. No. You guys I just want to talk continue, about we can, can, we can continue because there, there's more that I can get onto this okay. John Cena okay. thing. So after that, uh, in our middles, Nikki Bella was out cutting a not-so-great promo before her match, basically just calling out Bray. Don't be confused. This isn't in the middles, right? No, this is the middles. Wait. Okay, so we're clumping it together. Yeah, and uh, 
Brie came out to this awful theme song. I think it might just be a, like a remix theme to what she, the other awful theme song she had the other week. I don't know, but it was even worse on Raw. There was <laughs> there was interaction between the Bellas, and it wasn't good. And, no. Uh, and honestly, if somebody walked into the room when I was watching that and said, "Is this wrestling?" I'd be like, "No, I'm not watching wrestling. I don't know what this is." I was flipping through. Is the this channel. Jerry Springer? Because that 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 makes me very. <laughs> Disappointed to be a wrestling fan seeing that yeah. they, they can't act. I was a fan of the match that took place after that. AJ defeated Nikki. I wasn't um, such a big fan. The Nikki rack attack. The Sorry. Nikki rack attack with Page. Page on commentary. Yeah, that was decent. Uh, Nikki threw AJ into Page during the match. JBL chivalry is dead. Didn't even help <laughs> her out. <laughs> but. Yeah, AJ picking up the victory with the Black Widow, though. Big whoop. So, That's like, I don't even, there's It's Paige's finisher, on. Brandon. Paige's finisher. She's setting her. Paige's, uh, Paige's finisher is not the Black Widow. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well played. Yeah, um, it was the other move, right? The Paige Turner? Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. Uh, the Rampage. The Rampage, Jackson? <laughs> yeah. And then, it, uh, what? No, I was going to move on. Yeah, last in our middles, we have John Cena defeating Randy Orton via disqualification. For the two millionth time, we had to sit through this match. I saw a t-shirt design, actually, on somewhere. And it was like, oh, yeah, uh, John Cena versus Randy Orton, the 627th time in a lifetime. Like, I, I, don't, I, just, I, I don't understand it. I don't. It's 2014. I don't need to see John Cena versus Randy Orton. And then they had they had a giant box that was ringside, which uh, revealed to be Dean Ambrose underneath it. And not the what is with Dean Ambrose and box? That's giant boxes, giant boxes, and Dean Ambrose. Boom. It was supposed to be the cinder blocks that Brandon loves. No, because those aren't even cinder blocks. But Ambrose went on the attack. Rollins fled after Ambrose, and Cena got the better of Orton and Kane, and now is when I'm going to bring it up. I hope what happened to Zack Ryder does not happen to Dean Ambrose because it seems like every single time you pair John Cena up side-by-side side with somebody, boom, notch, boom, and notch. I dis All right, well, and It now happened I'll with finish. the Usos. It happened okay, wait, 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 wait. Now let me – you said your piece with that. Now I'm going to bring up – talk about the Usos. I feel like when they were side-by-side uh, side side with John Cena – that gave them such a big boost. That's but when everything fell those, down. No, that isn't because they were fine for a bit after that. It's them that let themselves down because they're so fucking repetitive. The Wyatts. They, they, they were in Punk, the main event for two to three Daniel times. Bryan, Alex Riley, who might not have been with John Cena, but still. No. Do, what, do you, what do you think, Chris? I think you're wrong with the Usos. I think that that's because they got stale with the, being repetitive in their matches and being predictable. It's the same thing with, with Alberto Del Rio. He was doing the same routine over and over. The Usos don't bring anything new to the table anymore. What do you think? They, and, they don't, and let's add to the fact that they don't even cut promos. Yeah, when do. was the last time the Usos cut a, cut a good promo? I couldn't tell you that. Exactly. But when was the last time anyone cut a promo? You can't tell me that. You don't know that. Okay, can I speak my piece on the whole John Cena gimmick? Yes, please. Okay, I, I agree with Brandon. Yep, you've heard that on this podcast. I agree with Brandon about the fact that I don't want to see Dean Ambrose being paired up with John Cena. 
just because of the fact that John Cena is this poster boy at WWE. Look at me. I'm going to wear all the merch I could possibly wear. I'm going to wear jorts. And then you have Dean Ambrose, who's this cool guy that everybody wants to like. I don't wear, you know, normal wrestling attire. I wear jeans. I wear a leather jacket. I'm supposed to be like the anti-hero of the WWE. And here, let me get paired with the face, the the cartoon character of the WWE, as they say. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you don't want to see that because what? Also, but no, but Chris is making a good point, not the point that you were making. It's the, the U- same exact point. No, it isn't because Chris, the Usos, Chris, the Usos you, were not Dean Ambrose. Dean Chris. Ambrose has that no. Dean Ambrose has that tough gimmick. He has that badass gimmick that people want to want to watch. He has that loose cannon gimmick. The Usos do not have that gimmick. And nobody you, what else. About CM Punk. You don't think that? nobody else in the past that but has no, been. But I, but I, I agree with when CM Punk was paired up with John Cena. That's when CM Punk started going on the the down slope, as you can say too, because it's like, oh hey, we're both faces. Let's get paired up together and do and fight against the Shield, you know. And that's when I said, you know, vintage Chris <laughs> on marking out. <laughs> but that's where CM Punk started deteriorating, and everyone loves CM Punk, but it's like. You can only love him that much because he's paired with John Cena. People like Dean Ambrose because he's different. And then on Monday Night Raw, when you put him in the same ring with John Cena and have them teaming up, it's just like, oh, I guess Dean Ambrose isn't that cool. I mean, the Usos are a spectacular tag team. They're exactly what I believe a tag team should look like. They have matching attire. They have matching face paint. They work together. They're a tag team. It's not like Rybaxel. Or Rybaxel's a fine tag team. Yeah, I like Rybaxel a lot. Well, no, it's like they're like what the 80, late '80s, early '90s tag team should be like, you but, know. And that's what that's what I feel like every tag team should be like. I, I, like I said, I agree with part. I guess I agree with a little bit of what you're saying, but not all of it. Yeah, but you I agree, think, agree with the Dean, the Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think. I just oh, think fine. every single time somebody gets paired up with John Cena, it's not for the better. It's for the benefit of John Cena. I have no. I've yet to see anything but that. Yeah, and apparently what I read today, my sources were telling me that uh, uh, Hell in a Cell is supposed to be like three matches. It's supposed to be like Dean Ambrose versus John Cena, and the winner of that gets Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell, and then the loser gets Randy Orton in another Hell in a Cell match. And that's something, and why I, do we need I, I, to like, see I'm that? Dreading, I'm dreading the fact that Dean Ambrose is going to lose to John Cena. Like, the fact that they have to build yeah. new stars, the fact that they're losing Daniel Bryan, the fact that they're losing Roman Reigns, they have to start building new stars, and they can't be feeding all these guys to John Cena like they're going to do with Rusev. What, Rusev eventually is going to get to John Cena, and John Cena is eventually going to beat him, a la Umaga from, what is it, 2006 Royal Rumble? I yeah. believe so. Well, you know what was that? We want people to get over John Cena. You know, he should be like the hump. Where like this, this these are points that I heard the other day on a, a, a nationally syndicated wrestling talk show. Hogan, when Hogan was paired with somebody, those person looked great after they got out of the program with Hogan. Look at the Macho Man. Look at all the Ultimate Warrior. Oh and yeah. John Cena should be that Hulk Hogan, but he's not. It's that's John Cena is the roadblock, not the roadblock from fucking ECW. He's the roadblock in the WWE eventually building new talent, which is what I fear with all these NXT guys. You know, they pump up the NXT five, these brand new guys, but once they come up to the main roster, who do they have to get through to to, to be the the overall babyface of the Absolutely. company? John Cena, well, with, and it's not going to happen. John with, Cena needs to go to Hollywood. John Cena needs to make a million dollars like Batista did, 
and let the WWE go on. The problem is with Rusev is that, yes, he's becoming an unstoppable force, but the problem with him is there's only so far that you could go. Yeah, I understand that. Well, like, there's so much, there's so far that you can go with the gimmick of the yeah. same thing that he's been doing for the past five months. There needs to be evolution with that. Exactly. Yes. I, yes. That yeah, doesn't, have, that has nothing to do somewhere. with John Cena. No, that is Rusev and his gimmick. But with John yeah. Cena, how is his pairing with Daniel Bryan not beneficial at all with Daniel Bryan? Because Daniel Bryan blew up big time after that. The only unfortunate not, circumstance was what? He didn't blow up because of John Cena. He blew up with, with the fact of the whole authority thing. He faced John Cena. He beat John Cena. Everyone's like, all right, all right awesome. Daniel Bryan's a champion. Then Randy Orton beat him. And then there was this slow but staggering, uh, you know, overcoming the mountain that was the authority. He faced Triple H, which had nothing to do with John Cena. He got over him. And then he beat Batista and Randy Orton, the main event of WrestleMania. And that's where he was over. Thank you so much for being on this show this week. I, listen, it has Why? I mean, you're welcome, but I, I I appreciate you guys letting me be on the show this week. No, yeah, I'm, no, just, I, I'm I, saying because you're backing everything that I – my thoughts up, absolutely. Yeah, Daniel right. Bryan didn't get over because of John Cena. Daniel Bryan got over because he but got it, over – But he didn't get hurt by John Cena either. He got, he has been hurt for a very long time. The, the way that Daniel Bryan has wrestled, and we've seen him wrestle in Ring of Honor. Remember that match that me and you sat through with him and Nigel McGuinness where he was bleeding yeah. profusely? Like, he wrestled that style for a very long time before he went to the WWE. And then once he got to that main event roster, main event spectacular showcase that he was at, he's like, I gotta keep this up because people love this. Wait, are you well, talking about but no, I'm, actual I'm, hurt? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't mean that hurt. I mean, like, he didn't, being paired with John Cena didn't hurt him, uh, uh, gimmick or career-wise or storyline. I think he plateaued when it was with Cena. Yeah, it did. It plateaued when it was with Cena. All right. Uh, moving on to the goods. Well, like, I mean, I mean, continuing kind of what we were just talking about, Dean Ambrose, the opening of Raw was actually good with Ambrose discussing the Cinderblock incident and Seth Rollins and everything and how he wasn't going to leave the ring until he gets his hands on Rollins. Cena comes out. I thought that was good. Yeah, there was no. I I did think that Dean Ambrose could have dealt with it himself, though. Yeah. And like I, I I didn't see the. I mean, going with the pairing, I didn't see the point of the pairing. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see the pairing either. It's just they need somebody to replace Roman Reigns. Yeah, but this promo was really good. It was a really good promo, really good opening to Raw. Yeah, and uh, Seth Rollins ended up getting. Uh, well, the Authority came out. Triple H, uh, well, I don't even have to name them. Stefan, no, nah, why am I continuing to name Just them? Just say the Authority. Yeah, the Authority <laughs> came out, and uh, Cena and Ambrose went after them. Eventually, Seth Rollins got away in a car, and that, that led to him coming back at the end of the night, the, what we just spoke about. Yeah. But moving on from that, the best moment of Monday Night Raw for me, I don't know about you three, Dolph Ziggler defeating Miz to become the new Intercontinental Champion after just losing it the night before. And you know Miz now holds the record for most times of having 24-hour consecutive title runs? Yeah. 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 I thought the, the match I think was that's uh, awesome. WrestleMania 29. Yeah, with Wade Barrett. And yeah. I, I thought this match was fantastic. The chemistry. People can say Miz can't wrestle. The chemistry between Miz and Ziggler proves other. I, I don't understand how people can say that the Miz can't wrestle. I mean, he obviously can, and I'm sure that these aren't the same people 
that I, I'm sure these people were sucking him off when he was go, when he defeated John Cena at WrestleMania. Pretty sure no, they were. They were like, "Why is he WWE off? champion?" Yeah. <laughs> huh? I'm, yeah, Chris, you could say that again. I said no, they weren't. They were saying, "Why is he WWE champion?" People absolutely hated Miz as that. The, the same people, I assume. But at, what are what is everybody's thoughts on this match? It was a good match. I, I love the fact that it ended the same way the match did the night before. Yeah, with the roll of tights. Yeah, I, I was a fan of that. It was kind of like Ziggler getting uh, getting redemption on the Miz. Yeah, our our uh, I mean Damian Mizdow was there. Our Ziggler wasn't, but what can you do? Yeah. Uh, Jack Swagger defeated Bo Dallas uh, with the Patriots. This is the third time you've seen this in a week. Pointless match. Absolute pointless Uh, match. They they had steam with this at one point, but now it's just overdone and it's not doing anything for either wrestler. Um, And it's unfortunate because Jack Swagger has so much momentum and had so much momentum, and I feel like they're going to kill it. They're going to ruin it. I agree. It's just, I don't, I don't, to me, this looked like uh, I don't not I don't want to say it, it looked like a goodbye to Bo Dallas almost when when Zeb Coulter mocked Bo Dallas and said I believe it just looked like everything was taken out of Bo Dallas with that one with with this whole feud it itself it's this doing absolutely nothing for Bo and for the fact that Bo Dallas has now just lost out of nowhere and it's, he's in the mid card. It's just he's lost in the mid card tonight. That's what it I, is. I don't think he's lost in the mid card. He's in a feud. How is that it's lost? Because this feud is not doing anything for anyone. Yeah, it, it, were they going to have the same match on SmackDown and then have it on Raw again? But it's a, it's a time spot. I mean, it, that's all it is. It's it's just a mid card feud that's taking up uh, taking up uh, some time. That's I think, it. I think the feud with Swagger took all his steam away. I yeah, and I feel like yeah. the whole Bo Leave thing isn't working as well as it did in NXT. I, NXT I, people effing hated him. They brought they bring him up. They bring him up to the main roster, and it's, everyone's just like, eh, okay. I think that he's over with the belief. I mean, if like he had, he, I mean, it depends on the crowd too. Because some crowds, you'll have people in the front row uh, doing the hand signals that he does while he's doing the victory lap. So I mean, it really depends on the crowd. But I do see that this feud is hurting Swagger definitely. I mean, yeah. the first two matches. It's hurting Bo as well. I do, the thing is, I don't see much for Bo. I see right. I don't see much for Bo right now. And where the fuck are the Wyatt family? Yeah, they weren't booked in the pay per view. They weren't. Where's booked Fandango? On Raw. Yeah, I don't understand. Where like all of a sudden Fandango's missing and the Wyatt families are families missing. Yeah. They're not booked. Um, Natalia defeated Summer. <laughs> They're just jumping. Um, Natalia defeated Summer Ray. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, but the whole summer's over gimmick was so lame. Come on. Yeah, the one thing I hate about this match, but it's not just this match, is the fact that they're taunting uh, in regards to Total Divas, like the most recent episode. Rosa Mendez, she got really lucky with this show and the storyline. It's getting her a bigger paycheck, I assume. More fame, but she still sucks. Yeah, and she's still and she's getting a lot of I I think she's getting a lot of heat from Total Divas and Total Divas this season isn't getting the the ratings that it was getting. It's it's it, the, the clip that they played from the last episode was an absolute joke. Why yeah. why would anyone believe that? I don't understand. I should, no one would no one would do that. It's no absolutely nobody would react like that in the car. 
There's there's yeah. no way. Uh, completely. Um, well, back to the match. And Talia picked up the victory with this sh uh, sharpshooter. So, yeah, we got that going on. I read uh, something that Vince does not want any member of the Total Divas cast to have the Divas title. Yeah, I'm sure Natalia's happy about that one. Yeah, I bet, right? Um, so, and then uh, we had Dean Ambrose defeating Kane by DQ, thanks to Seth Rollins. Um, I, was a fan, I was a fan of the match, but the thing I hate is Kane selling dirty deeds. Why? I don't think he could take that move at all. Because the way that he does it, he like drops down to his knees and then goes to the head go being planted as opposed to just like kind of laying yourself out. I mean, I understand he's a big guy. He's un I don't think he's able to do that anymore, mm. but it just makes it look sloppy. It makes it look sloppy. Well, this kind mm. of uh, led to the last thing in our middles that uh, after this match, Seth Rollins ran down. He attacked. Ambrose. Ambrose got the better of him. Kane ended up chokeslamming Dean. And after the commercial break, Ambrose attacked the authority and they locked him in that room. So <laughs> they obviously didn't check for the uh, second door. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how'd you get out? There's a back door. <laughs> I don't Look think that. that's how you get out, Chris. Do you guys think Adam Rose and Dean Ambrose have the same finisher? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not. So, somebody was making that argument. I read an article, and they were saying Dirty Deeds and the Party Foul are the same exact finisher. No, no. It's, yeah. it's Miz's finisher. No, it's different than the skull-crushing finale. No, I, I can see Miz is almost like a to... front Russian leg sweep. But there's the thing, I could, I could understand. No, no, no not, not the, to... the skull-crushing finale. The other one that he does. The, the signature move. Which one? Oh. It's his signature in, in 2K14. Uh, Talk amongst yeah. yourselves, and I'll Google it. I could Dean definitely. Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose? I mean, 2K14? With one, with one yeah, move, Dean's you, in 2K14, Chris, but it's Miz's oh, well, finisher. Oh, well, I haven't played it, so. Well, the one thing, the difference is that one's being planted in the face, you're being to the face, and the other one, you're being planted on the, the top of your head and not your face. I mean, with the uh, Dirty Deeds, you're being planted onto the top of your head instead of your face. Well, so I, I know like that he it does. does uh... The Nigel, which is one of my personal favorite moves ever. Oh, yeah. That, I, that, I, I love the fact that he does that, the Nigel. Wait, I don't know what fucking move it is. It's, I don't see it here. But, I mean, it is similar to the skull-crushing finality for the, for, for, only for the fact that you're being the, the part of the body that's taking the impact is your face. No, it's not that move. It's his other move that he does. I just don't see. Uh, it's the signature move. It's the Snapmare Driver. Is that Dean Ambrose finisher or no? No, that's Adam that's Rose's finisher. Adam Rose. Yeah, okay, so Miz used the Snapmare Driver as a, in 2011, he used that as a signature move. All right. Ah. Yeah, so. Uh, you had the Usos and Sheamus team up to take on Cesaro and Goldstar, getting the victory here, Usos and Sheamus. Um, yeah, this will just lead to an eventual rematch with the uh, Usos yeah. facing off against... The, the intergalactic duo. It was. A, I thought it was a pointless match again to have, but a good one. Yeah, and, pointless, good. And at That's least this match. time, at least this time, it was an USO to pin Goldust and not Cesaro. I know yeah. you complained about that last week, Dave. Yeah, I, I was very happy about that change. Yeah. Um, you had we mentioned Jason mentioned Adam Rose before. Adam Rose teamed up with the Bunny to take on Slater Gator. I thought this was a good fun match. Yeah, I thought it was match. hysterical. Yeah. I just I just didn't like how commentary was saying the bunnies never wrestled, the bunnies never wrestled. But we've seen the bunny wrestle 
Have we? Yeah, he wrote, he was in the bar the APA barroom invitational. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I hated I hated Jerry Lawler's commentary line where he's like, is this a kangaroo or a rabbit or whatever? It's like they both hop. Unless he was talking about fighting, which I don't think he was. I just I don't know. And why wasn't the bunny using the tag rope? Come on, bro. Yeah. yeah, come on. You're you're a former tag team champion, Bunny. You should know that. <laughs> what tag or, or, team or, champion? That wasn't what? Tyson Kidd. No, it wasn't Tyson Kidd. It may have been uh, somebody else. Though. Justin Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. He he did look pretty good in the ring, right? Yeah, and that and that, uh, <laughs> that back kick he had to the face too. Was, yeah, uh, that bad similar. kick, the back kick, and uh, also that going over the top rope looked very familiar. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be a world champion someday. Let me tell you. Fuck you. One, <laughs> one can only dream. All right, so that is sports entertainment. It is marking out. Well, uh, what about the outside your, your online online listening experience? Were we going to talk the outside? No, there's nothing. Brock Lesnar and John Cena aren't booked for Hell in a Cell yet. Well, also, I guess we could say, unfortunately, Paul Barra's son passed away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah. The craziness. Really weird. So our condolences to his family. Yeah. Did you guys see that thing about they were concerned about Brock Lesnar's health because he was turning like red and purple and stuff during the match? David yeah, sent that, that to me on Yahoo. Yeah, I saw that Yahoo. I, th- I think that's awesome that Yahoo's putting wrestling up there, by the way. But he's but, always, every single, he, since his debut, he was bright red and purple. Yeah, and the WWE made a yeah. statement saying that he's fine. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, so that is now the finale for sports entertainment. Um, this week we have a musical interlude. Is that correct, Chris? What's that? Musical <laughs> interlude? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, you were cutting out a little bit, David. No, it's, well, it's okay. It's okay. You're cutting out as well, so. I am. <laughs> Which right, I just want to say, I want to pause right now and say apologize, apology to everyone, even though I say I don't apologize on your own show. Although you did it last week. Well, oh. well, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> so Pam roasted. But yeah, I, I want to apologize if anyone's cutting out. But go ahead, yeah. take take the take the cake, Chris. Okay. Anyway, well, this is going to be my sign off for the show because I have uh, you know daddy obligations to do at the moment. But anyway, we're going to give you a musical interlude for the day, and this is going to be from my bands. This is what I've been doing since I have been away from the Mark and Out camp. Anyway, this is, we have a video for this song as well, and Dave and Brandon may or may not have a cameo in it dressed in a bunch of lucha masks. Uh, this song is called Backburner. You can find it on our EP entitled Solidarity. Uh, you can find it at carveyourniche.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash carveyourniche. Also on Twitter at CYNBands. And you can find us on Instagram as well at carveyourniche. Again, this song is called Backburner. It is the first track off of our EP Solidarity. And when you come back, you're going to talk a whole bunch of independent wrestling here on Marking Out.
Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, once again, thank you very much to Chris for appearing on the on the uh, online listening experience. And that was Backburner by Carve Your Niche. You can go check out Carve Your Niche on Facebook and on Twitter, as Chris told you previously. What he did not let you know was Saturday, September 27th at 6 p.m., at Evenflow, that's right, Evenflow, as in Raven, in Bayshore, uh, Bay New York, he will, him and his band will be performing $10 at the door. Go check it out. Very cool. Go support them. Carve your niche. Thanks again. Um, let's move on with the online listening experience. What do you guys want to talk about? Impact Wrestling real quick? Uh, let's touch on WW2K15 right now. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I feel like we're not getting much news out of this, but today at the Performance Center, there was some sort of press junket, and they ended up announcing Sami Zayn, Bo Dallas, and Adrian Neville to officially be playable characters in WW2K15, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know. They had, after Monday Night Raw aired, they were touting, oh, Come join us on the WWE Network, and we'll air the uh, roster reveal part one. And mm-hmm. it's like we don't care about that. We want to know the other half of the roster. Yeah. Hopefully, it's another half and not just these three guys. Yeah, that, I'm, I I would assume that is more people. And hopefully, but... hopefully, it's on every single system. I'm I'll be very because we already know that the created uh, the. The my career basically is going to be just the current generations uh, rather than uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, the NXT characters or wrestlers will be in that version as well. I'm very excited for this video game, uh, especially with the inclusion of NXT um, and the different um, what is it achievement modes that they have this year. Well, that's that's not different. That's always. There. But I mean, with the inclusion of the NXT achievement mo- modes, I think it's pretty cool. Um, Unfortunately, Dave, the game won't be out for PlayStation Two. So yeah, <laughs> or, no, 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 Jason, it's N sixty four. I'm giving but, them too much credit. But it's going to be out for PC. So is it? Uh, yeah, I think they announced that. So that's pretty cool. 
Hmm. Not, I don't really. But they pushed back the release date too till November. I for believe, right? for the the current generation, the the, yeah, the for, old generation. Gen. Yeah, PS3 and Xbox 360 are still October twenty one. Yeah, twenty eighth, the day after Taylor Swift releases her brand new album, nineteen eighty nine, on October twenty seventh. Which Woo. please, Taylor, if you're listening to this, she's which we don't listening, you are, and she's not gonna go back to doing country music. Today. Yes, go back to country music, when, please. Now, now she's gonna stop listening because you thought she wasn't listening. No, it doesn't. She, she could be listening. She may be a fan. She's definitely not. <laughs> but um, I, I'll still, I'll still go to your concerts and support you. I she mean, might it's be cool listening. If you don't support us, but whatever. We imagine, love. imagine one day like she's wearing a marking out shirt and like she's one of the people that bought one. That'd be funny. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's get on to some wrestling. Um, uh, Impact Wrestling. So, they have Impact uh, Wrestling Bound for Glory Hole taking place October 12th <laughs> in Japan. They have no Bobby Lashley booked. They have – who it was or – right? He's not the current champion. No, he is. He is. All right. So, you don't have your current uh, no, champion Spoiler booked. alert. He, he does he, – they taped a whole bunch of episodes. He's going to lose it eventually. There you go. Spoiler alert. So you don't – well, even if you don't, if you avoid the spoilers and everything, Bobby Lashley is not booked. You know, you know what? Who, who's in charge of this? Like who would you put the blame on for this? I don't know. You don't, you don't have the American Wolves booked anymore. But who said that? Like who, who said that everything here is not booked? Is it um, – One of the guys from Wrestle 1. But is it like post-spoilers yeah. that the nothing's booked? No, no, no. This is like a pretty much official that the guy in Japan that with, that they're working with, Wrestle One, said that like Bobby Lashley's not booked. The American Wolves aren't booked. Trying to get like just trying to set the record straight. So would you put blame on Dixie? I think so. And apparently, and I also right now, I would also like to put some blame on Dixie Carter for the fact that she made made one of our listeners, Eric Montreal Broski, look like a. I don't even know what word to put there, but she she tells him to send oh send me your email and the script and I'll send you a real ringtone and she still hasn't. So why why are we going to trust you? You you tell a fan to do that and then you don't follow through. That's just that's not nice. Yeah, I agree with you. And she's not really helping the case when she's also not booking the night the knockouts on the Japanese card as well. So. Um, but something that they may help out with is Josh, Josh Matthews may help get him a job. Uh, apparently, he should be debuting with them very recently as a didn't, backstage guy. Didn't they post it and then delete it? Yeah, they're weird with that. They pulled a ride back. So, but that's all the Impact Wrestling news that we have this week. Um, Thank goodness. So, moving on, uh, we have a lot of independent wrestling coming up this week. One being FWE. Well, 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 well. Let's go over the results from last week. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> MYWC had an event. Was it Truck House Brawl? Yes, it was. At the what fire department? Uh, Islip Fire Department. Islip Fire Department. We kicked off the event, I assume so at least, with the Battle Royal. Yes, a Truck House Battle Royal. Where uh, Mr. Jason Linick made his debut. <laughs> yes, I made my in-ring debut. With so how was – all right. So let's start with the top of the card. <laughs> let's start from the beginning. So you had – the Battle Royal started off, right? 
Yep, yes. David did start off. <laughs> okay. So how did that initiate with you getting involved with the Battle Royal? All right. So, you know, I introduced everybody, and I was getting ready to leave the ring when NYWC owner Shane came out and stopped me from getting out of the ring and told me that, you know, not only were the referees going to be in this match, but Crusher Dugan, who was at ringside, was added to the match, and he said, and you, the ring announcer, are also going to be added. And I was just flabbergasted, to use a great word. I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. So I, I got back into the ring, made the announcement, and I put my microphone away. And then everybody just kind of separated to the sides, leaving me and Crusher in the middle of the ring. And just as we were getting ready to hook up, finally, the, the you know, it's like the Hulk Hogan-Andre storyline of NYWC. That Crusher and I were finally going to get our hands on each other. When all of a sudden, both Crusher and myself are eliminated by the referees. Ah, referees, so scummy. Jeez. (laughs) That's not right. But the all and mighty full powerful O, I can't, I'll I'll never get it right. The great and powerful O. The great and powerful O, sorry again. How can't you remember that? I don't know. The great and powerful O. Because every time I hear great, I think Udi. (laughs) And that's not right. Mark. What do you mean, Mark? Screw you. So who was the who was involved in this battle royal? Pretty much everybody from the NYWC roster. I mean, you had DJ Hyde was in there, Flawless Blake Morris, the Greek God Papadon, Stockade, pretty much the entire roster, like I said. Wow. And Big O picked up the victory, so Big O did pick cool. up the victory. At the end, it came down him, DJ Hyde, and Flawless Blake Morris were the final three. DJ Hyde went for the Lariat, and Big O moved. And he ended up hitting Flawless Blake Morris with the Lariat. And then Big O tossed DJ Hyde out for the win. Very cool. Very cool. You also, next, you had the uh, Starlet title on the line. Rick mm-hmm. Cantado defeated Miss Monique. That's correct. Who, who's Miss Monique? I'm not sure. This was the first time I had seen her. But the crowd, yeah. was, crowd was really into her. All right. All right. So how is uh, Cataldo in this match? Cataldo very hesitant to start the match. Really didn't want to do anything with Miss Monique. He was too busy taunting the crowd and getting booed. And Miss mm-hmm. Monique was getting the cheers. So they were kind of going back and forth. A lot of, a lot of playing around to start the match. But Jeez, they're crazy for not cheering Cataldo. I'm always impressed with Cataldo's work. He's a heel. Hmm? <laughs> I said he's a heel. Hey, you know what? I'm impressed. I'm good with it. Um, you had the A-listers taking on Stockade. Jabbly Habali Jr. Is it Habali? Yes, we went over this. All right, so then you take some of these matches, please. Stockade, Habali Jr., and Kenny Dolan defeated uh, the A-listers. How was that? Yeah, Co- what is it? Kono, Alvin Alvarez, and um, Ultimo Maya. That's correct. So they came out first, and then Stockade and Hobbley Jr. came out without a partner. And, you know, A-listers are kind of teasing him, like, oh, you couldn't find a partner. We'll just do this three-on-two. And then Stockade said, no, we found somebody, one of Islip's finest. And they went and grabbed Islip firefighter Kenny Dolan came out to a huge reaction from the crowd, hometown crowd. And Kenny ended up actually picking up the win for his team with a huge body slam on Kono. Nice. To pick up the win. And then afterwards, for good measure... Alvin Alvarez, who had been in Kenny's face the entire match, also got a body slam for his troubles. There you go. You don't want to get in the face of a firefighter. Yeah. No. He completely take you out. We also we saw the Fusion champion Rex Lawless successfully 
retain his championship against Anthony Nice. I wish I was in attendance for this match. It was a very good match. So how did it take place? Hit us with some uh, highlights of this match. So basically your highlights are coming down. You know, Tony Nice, obviously the more experienced of the two men, probably taught Rex Lawless almost everything he knows. And, you know, Nice was just toying with him. At one point, Nice was trying to knock Lawless over, couldn't do it. And Nice kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And eventually he ended up faking out Lawless and kind of cheap shot at him. And like I said, very highly competitive match. Of, I, I keep wanting to go back to a student versus teacher situation because it kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of that. But very highly competitive. But even despite not having the experience that Tony Nice has, Rex Lawless proving that he is a worthy fusion champion and a Absolutely. great victory. For yeah. sure. I mean, you're not going to hear anything otherwise from this uh, online listening experience. <laughs> and I, 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 they, definitely, I definitely think one day Lawless could be NYWC champion. Oh, with, without a doubt. Uh, I, I mean, would love to see him as WWE champion. Yeah, as, as, as the same with uh, Anthony Nice. Both of yeah. these wrestlers can easily be in, or, and should be in that performance center right now. Yeah. Um, who, else, who wants to take this next match? How about you, Dave? All right. Francis Kiplett Stevens and Sammy Pickles teamed up to defeat J-Red and Arya Condenza. Um, pretty surprised to see that they picked up the victory considering that Arya Condenza has been on a tear of the entire uh, Starlet division. So uh, how did this fall? How did this happen? Because I am curious. Well, Arya Condenza basically dominated most of the match, and then it was kind of J-Red that let his team down. And eventually, you know, Arya Cadenza, I don't know if she was down on the outside or distracted by something, but the pin ended up coming on J-Red, and she wasn't there in time to save it. Ah, J-Red, messing everything up for Arya Cadenza. I'm not surprised on that one. Not at all. Exactly. What was the next match, Jason? So, after that match, I got into the ring and thanked everybody for coming out and supporting such a good cause because all the money from the event went to the Iceland Fire Department. That's nice. I thanked the crowd for coming out f- for such a great event. And then I was joined in the ring by my good friend and co-owner of the NYWC, Big Dog, Steve Forge. And Forge came out and basically highlighted everything that I said and then added to it how happy he was that you know this is the third year they've done this. And he was really happy to see such a great turnout and they look forward to coming back again next year. But then... His celebration was interrupted by Flawless Blake Morris and DJ Hyde, who came out there and said, oh, look, Forge is by himself. Now, why don't you just shut up? And they basically insulted Forge, to which Forge looked like he was going to be in some trouble until NYWC champion Mikey Whipwreck made the save with a trash can and tow full of some nice weapons and goodies and laid down the challenge of Mikey's Rules, a tag team match right then and there between Mikey and... Forge taking on DJ Hyde and Flawless Blake Morris. Referee, nice. Nick, referee Nick went to the back to get the okay from Shane. Shane gave it the okay, and our match was on. A great match the fans were treated to. Weapons galore. A lot of really great spots here. But unfortunately, Forge and Mikey Whipwreck unable to pick up the victory after Forge introduced a sledgehammer to the match, ended up biting him in the rear end, so to speak. He ended up getting taken out with the sledgehammer, and then Mikey, I think, suffered the lariat. And at that Ooh. point, it was over. Yeah, you don't want to suffer that DJ Hyde lariat. No, um, it, that, it that is will, brutal. Yeah, that will knock the wind out of you real quick. Up next, after that, we saw the Greek god Papadon taking on Apollyon and uh, defeating Apollyon. 
he did have heat Apollyon. I know this was Apollyon's first like match back in a while. I think he's been dealing with some lingering injuries. Mm-hmm. So Apollyon's first match back in the ring. He looked very good. But, that's, you know. that's great to hear. I mean, once again, it's the same with uh, Nice and Rex Lawless. These are two other wrestlers that we could easily see being picked up. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they've been around for – they have the experience. They've been around for a good amount of time now. Right. Um, but I'm – Hopefully we see a lot more from both of these wrestlers. And it's very tough because I could see these guys, these guys in the championship scene. And it's just tough because they have the talent, but you can't really throw everybody up there all at once. Exactly. Uh, you also had your main event, Juicy Product, JT Dunn and David Starr. The NYWC Tag Team Champions and the pretty much Tag Team Champions of every independent promotion on the Eastern Coast defeated Reckless of Wasted, uh, uh, JT Kaysen, and Braden Knight uh, to retain the Tag Team Championship. How was this a match? Uh, um, <laughs> that I'm good, huh? Trying to, put, <laughs> trying to put my bias aside, I'm a huge fan of Juicy Product. I... I think they are probably one of the greatest tag teams on the indie circuit. I think you could compare them, you know, to the likes of the Young Bucks here. Like, it's hard not to because they, I mean, they, just, are, they are absolutely incredible. I feel like every tag match I've seen them have in NYWC has been just incredible. I mean, their matches with Bug Chalk and even this match, uh, Reckless and Wasted actually picked up the win at one point. Uh, Ref Nick was the referee for this match, and he ended up taking a missile drop kick from Braden Knight. And while the referee was down, they scored the pinfall once a new ref came in. I declared them the champions, but then Ref Nick came out of it, told the new referee what had happened. Shane came down. The four of us got together, and Shane decided, you know, the original referee was knocked down. It's not the right call. Restart the match. Titles are on the line. And they end up knocking JT Kaysen out of the ring. And I think it was JT Dunn hits a low blow and grabs the tights off Braden Knight and scores a quick win, and they just ran out of there. Jeez. Well, I mean, they have to be doing something right to be the NYWC Tag Team Champions, the WSU, and the FIP Tag Team Champions. And I'm sure that it's not going to end with And CZW. Three. Yes, yes, yes. How can I forget about that? CZW. And I, I forget which belt it is. I think it's the WSU titles. They put a Juicy Product sticker over the main logo. You might as well because they're tearing up the entire independence in the tag team division. They're incredible. And now David Starr has a... Superstar Billy Graham-esque beard-mustache combo going on. Really? Yeah, he's got the beard, and then he dyed his mustache blonde. Wow. It's incredible, and I mean, I, I can't say enough, and I, I try not mm-hmm. to be biased because I'm supposed to be the ring announcer. I'm supposed to be impartial to this whole thing. Of course. I just think Juicy Product is one of the best things on the indie circuit right now. As long as you don't let that interfere if you ever put those stripes of a uh, referee on. Just don't I, let that, that uh, sway you. Who knows? I've already made my in-ring debut. Uh, yeah, special who guest knows referee what's could, next? Special guest referee could be the next thing. Well, one thing that is definitely the next thing is Till I Collapse this Saturday, September 27th, NYWC at the NYWC Sportatorium, Deer Park, New York. Doors open at 6 p.m. Bell time is 7 p.m. Your main event, NYWC Championship, is on the line as Mikey Whipwreck takes on flawless Blake Morris. You also have the NYWC Championship number one contender match between the Big O and Mike Mondo. You have a ton of other matches. Premier Gods, Papadon, Tony Nese, 
versus Milk Chocolate, Randy Summers, Brady, uh, Brandon Watts. We'll see Team Tremendous taking on Apollyon and Stockade. Uh, so many more. Yeah, Arya Condensa and Sammy Pickles taking on NYWC co-starlet champions Marty Bell and Rick Cataldo. There is a catch with this match, though. I'm glad you were going to bring it up. Yes. If Condensa or Pickles pick up a pinfall victory over Bell or Cataldo, they will get a title match, uh, get their shot at the NYWC Starlet Championship against that wrestler at House of Madness in October. You know um, what? You know what's pretty cool there. What's up? With not not that match, but the Apollyon and Stockade teaming up. Yeah, yeah when was uh, the last time we've seen them team up? That's an order of the Black reunion right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then look at that he's taking on his uh, former tag team partner. Yeah, wow. Didn't even think of that. Yeah, Bill Carr and Dan Barry. So Dan Barry not being the tag team partner, Bill Carr being the <laughs> tag team partner of Apollyon. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. So, but I think that this card is this looking to be really awesome. It's You're going to have Cooley K taking on Grim Reefer and the A-listers, Alvin Alvarez, um, Ultimo Maya, and Kono are going to have an open mic. So who knows what's going to be said. Uh, I'm sure they will not hold back and neither should the fa- neither should the fans. Go attend this Saturday, September 27th. Deer Park, New York. Probably you, after people are listening, right? Um, depending on if they listen right when it gets released or the day of, early on in the morning. Yeah. Um, but go visit nywcwrestling.com and go check them out on Twitter and Facebook. Go support NYWC. If you are a pro, if you want to be a pro wrestler and you live on Long Island or near Long Island, do not let that despair you. Go check out NYWC Wrestling School, and they'll put your ass in the right place and, uh, yeah, start training you. Good stuff. Amen. Um, moving on from NYWC, Five Borough Wrestling will be taking place on October 5th at the Lutus Wrestling Center in Brooklyn, New York. You will be seeing Milk Chocolate take on the Young Bucks, taking on... Tony ne- Anthony Nice and a mystery tag team partner. It will be interesting to see who Tony Anthony Nice's tag team partner is. Yeah, very much so. Could we be seeing the return of Trent? He's injured. Yeah, I know. He didn't. I don't even. I don't think he got. I forgot what he did at PWG, but I think he's going to be out for a while. Who would you want to see fill that void? That question mark. Who do you want to see? Needs to team up with to take on the Young Bucks and Milk Chocolate at Five Borough Wrestling. That's a tough question. I don't know. I know. If you could pick Nisa's partner, who would you pick? And I know you've been to Five Borough Wrestling, so choose someone. You could even bring in somebody new. It doesn't have to be somebody off their roster. Yeah, it could be someone that's brand new making their debut. I have no idea. Who would you pick? Hmm. You know what? I think I would go with Alex Reynolds. It's a good pick. Or, I don't know. It would be cool to see Lawless uh, team up with him. I would, I would definitely want to see Lawless uh, at Five Borough. So, you're also going to have the first ever Five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Champions will be decided. Uh, it's going to be Scumbag Nation, Rude Boy Riley, Logan Black taking on Mega Muscle. The Great and Powerful O, Big O, 
and Mike Verna. Um, I'm sure this match has been building up for a good amount of time now. So it's finally going to come to, I guess some would say the popples, the pimples going to pop. I, I guess to say what the fuck is the popples? Yeah, that's what happens when you got speech problems. What can you do? You could just say listexia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're also going to have his first match back after uh, after some unfortunate events. Casanova Valentine will be making his Five Borough Wrestling uh, return. I will return to the wrestling ring. I'm not too sure if this is his debut, but this is his first match back, and that's going to be eventful. So go check out Five Borough Wrestling October 5th in Brooklyn, New York. You're going to check out Five Borough Rest on Twitter and FiveBoroughWrestling.com. Anything else, you guys? I guess it's time for some... Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. I am going to be taking this first shameless plug and passing it over to our co-host for the night, Jason Linick. Thanks, Dave. Uh, that sounded like a newscaster. Thanks, Dave. Anyway, <laughs> um, as most of you know, any of the really hardcore marking out fans, myself included, know episode 200 is just around the corner. It's only 10 away from tonight. And... At 100, they went out and they asked any wrestlers that have been associated with this podcast, myself included, although I'm not a wrestler, to send in some video congratulations, audio congratulations. And now we want you guys, the Marking Out fans, to have that opportunity coming at episode 200. So starting now and leading up to episode 200, feel free to leave a short either video or audio clip either at the Twitter, at Marking Out, or you can email us, out one at gmail.com with a short, like I said, audio or video just sending your congratulations for episode 200, and maybe you'll get to be a part of 200. And if you're going to email it, just uh, give us your name and uh, Twitter handle. So, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't want your real name being said, just give us a nickname or Twitter, Twitter handle. Um, if you, if you only, could only do a YouTube video, we could take the audio off of that. But yeah, if you'd like to send the congratulations or anything like that, Send it on over. So I definitely, um, I definitely expect to hear some congratulations from uh, some fake names. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, see more yeah. Yes. Thank you, uh, Jason. You have to go. But thank you very much for appearing on the podcast, on the online listening experience, and uh, lending us your voice. Thank you for having me, guys. Definitely uh, hope to be back again soon. Of yeah. course. Maybe we'll see you uh, next week. <laughs> Quite possibly, although I'm not announcing NYWC this weekend. So to anybody going to NYWC this weekend, have a great time, but I'll see you at House of Madness. And then there were two. Dum, dum, dum. All right, second shameless plug goes to FWE, refueled October 3rd and October 4th in Brooklyn, New York. Visit FWEWrestling.com. On the night one, you're going to see Carlos Colon take on Drew Galloway. The Young Bucks taking on Bad Influence and a ton more. On night two, you're going to see... he's going as Carlos Colon? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Um, on... Oh, Carlito Colon. Oops. I wrote Carlos by accident. It's his father, Dave. Yeah, whatever. Um, legendary Carlos Colon. <laughs> legendary. Yeah, he's a legendary. Drew Galloway, on night two, Drew Galloway is going to be taking on Tommy Dreamer. 
And also the FWE Women's Champion, Maria Canellis is going to be in action, taking on and defending her championship against Ivelisse Valise. So go check out FWE. They have a lot to offer you. Um, go check them out on Twitter, FWE Wrestling, and as I said before, on their website, FWWrestling.com. The last shameless plug goes to the people that promoted us during Monday Night Raw and throughout the week of pro wrestling. So do us a favor and go follow Sind40. Thank you very much for that video. Also, John Griffin, he's on a roll. All these people are on rolls with uh, having their promotions. John Griffin, go follow him at John Griffin. Drunk Flair, this is Brandon's favorite account, at Drunk Flair. Disgruntled Dork, at Disgruntled Dork. Uh, it was good tweeting with him a little bit. Uh, Wrestling, 15, 1, 5, Av. Also, we have some Trendelina up there. What is this? No, that's the Cosmic Key. Congratulations, Brandon. You got Cosmic Key yeah, uh, trending Just go in on. US. The, well, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. All right, Rohit at Rohit CR2K. Violent Rick at Violent Rick. Rick also has his uh, YouTube show that you should go check out. Um, very entertaining. NYWC underscore sign guy. We had the original sign guy on our podcast. NYWC sign guy on our podcast, as you heard earlier. And this is... Be mod to be the new NYWC side guy. Go follow him. Also, go follow Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj. And Justin DeRosa316. Go follow him. And, and then, last but not least. What? Yeah? <laughs> I said, and go. Jason Linick. Go follow him at JLinick on Twitter. Go do it. Go follow all these people, all good people. Thank you very much for uh, tweeting us out. We appreciate it. I hope that all of you are actually listening to the pot, uh, to the online listening experience. If you are, let us know if you're listening. It makes us feel good. Yeah, if you're out so, there, let us know. Yeah, and if you are one of these people that do listen, please, please, for episode 200, send us a recording of your congratulations um, yeah, you we can, would love you to can, hear from you. You can hashtag become the show. Well, not really hashtag. I hate saying hashtag, but you can no, be, hashtag you can, become the show. Yeah, you can become the show and uh, let have your voice for the first time ever be played on on marking out. So yeah, we will air if that even means anything to anybody. I don't. Yeah, know. We will, <laughs> I don't know if it does. Us, we will air what you send us on the two hundredth episode, which means a lot to us to hear from you because you always hear from us. We never hear from you, your actual voices or anything like that. So on the 200th episode, we would love to get some of you to submit uh, little bumpers for us to play throughout the pod, throughout the online listening experience of the 200th episode. You have to start counting how many times you say pot online listening experience. I know, right? <laughs> um, so that is all the shameless plugs that I have this week. Oh, I'm going to add something we didn't mention, but... Apparently, Adam Cole is being looked at by the WWE. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see if Adam Cole gets signed. It seems like WWE is really cleaning up the independent territories. Well, territories. Well, promotions. That's, that's what Vince does. That's what Vince does. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Willie Mac recently. I, like, uh, they're just really cleaning up. 
So, but if you have the performance center, you might as well. All right, let's get on with it. Brandon, do you have any shout outs? Brandon's shout outs gonna make you pregnant. Jump around. Thanks for that, Dave. But first, I will be giving an anti shout out to McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, White Castle, what? and any other what? hilarious, any other fast food joint. I've officially been off fast food for a year now, and it was uh, it was pretty easy, pretty easy decision. So, uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. You don't have to that. congratulate me. No, no, no. I'm going to congratulate you. Uh, good job. Keep strong. The uh, the very the very last thing I had was Wendy's. I had a uh, a spicy chicken sandwich by mistake, and a cup of a kid cup of pickles. Now, how did that work out? How was it by mistake? Well, referee Corey Price ordered the spicy chicken sandwich, and oh, so now you're putting the blame on other people. Okay, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't the first one to go through the bag. No, no, no. Just wanted to clarify whose fault, who's at fault. He for this took one. the chicken sandwich. He starts eating it. And he's like, this isn't spicy at all. And he had like a bite left. And I, I bite into mine. I was like, well. That was the best part. It was like pretty much done. I was like, well, I can tell you why it wasn't spicy. And he tried to trade with me. I was like, absolutely not. But that was that. And uh, while on the topic of food, another anti-shout out. Well, you're going to probably like, fuck yeah, that's my heart. That's the best thing ever. But I'm going to give an anti-shout out to Chicken Pot Pie. Okay. I think it's absolutely necessary. Do you like chicken pot pie? I haven't had it in a long time, but I used I used to enjoy it. I didn't think that I really liked the dish ever, and I recently tried it again, and it can definitely stay off the, the list of foods that I eat. Alright, so chicken pot pie, no more for Brandon. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get the I don't understand it. I don't understand why anyone would need to eat that. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. And the uh, last shout-out, which is a shout-out, will be going to the song Lucha by, I'm assuming I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but I'm going to try and say it, uh, Machine Gun, which I've been looking for uh, all over the internet to find out the title of this song for pro definitely over two years now. And uh, I know you kind of been searching here and there, but yeah. you find it. it used to be uh, Samurai Del Sol used it as one of his theme songs on the independent scene. And I am very much so pleased to have it. So definitely check out Lucha by M-A-C-H-I-N-G-O-N. It's it's one of those songs that you'll hear it and be like, oh, man, this is great. Yeah, then when you're playing in the car, you're just going to start going, Lucha! You're, you're Lucha. moving your arms right now, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> you have to. You can't You have not. to. You have to go, Lucha! Lucha! Yeah. Well, Lucha. they can't see you moving your arms like Kalisto currently does. Well, like my right arm goes up as you say luch, and then my left luch, goes luch, up. Luch, you're, you're doing it too now. That's funny. Well, my left arm <laughs> goes up first. Lucha, lucha. What goes up first? Start it. Lucha, lucha, lucha. No, my right arm goes up first. My left arm luch, goes up first. Maybe it's the dominant, the dominant, dominant hand that goes up first. Why are you lefty? How long have you known me? I don't yes, know. I'm a I'd lefty. Say, I say since you've been born. Since you've been born. <laughs> I've known you for the first time. Okay, relax. Dave. Okay, sorry. And uh, I guess now it's time to get off my shout outs and move on to our. <laughs> 
No, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna do it. That what, mark out moment of the week time. Mark out moment of the week is going to go to the Monday night. Monday night wars. Uh, yes, they had their ECW. ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> I did. Did you? Yes, I did, and I was impressed. Impressed. Yeah, this entire um out of this show the whole series. Yeah, you know, completely. Great. W- completely. Big time. Awesome. I think this might be the third time that this... Yeah, this is the third time, second or right? third, is it? I don't know. It's either second or third time that the Monday Night Wars... Monday Night Wars, yeah. ...has been the mark-out moment of the... Week, yeah. No, for sure. finish uh, each other's... Uh, sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I don't finish each other's <laughs> sandwich. But yes, um, it is an unbelievable <laughs> series. Go check it out. Go watch it. I'm learning a lot about stuff that I did not know. I think um, I'm learning a lot. I don't know if I actually am, though. I don't mm-hmm. know if what they're saying is all completely true. I, I'm fascinated by it. Especially I don't buy the Bret Hart one. one at all. Huh? I don't buy the Bret Hart one at all. Oh, conspiracy. I, I, how could you? I still think that Screwjobs of just no. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, it. Brandon. I thought you were going to start singing I don't know to the no. truth. Let it go. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe. And that is our online experience, listening experience. How many times do I botch that? That should be the count. People used to count. Yeah. But regardless. That's two. What was the first one? Did you say I regardless? Said, I, got, I said one earlier. I don't know if it showed up. I, I don't think it showed up, but I did hear you say that's one. Yeah. All right, so that's... You know what I really want right now? I want some French dressing from Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays, for sure. Ruby Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Tuesdays Uh with Maury. Maury. Maury Povich, right? Maury Povich films in the same place as Jerry Springer and Steve Wilkos. Steve Wilkos and Jerry Springer are going to be at Comic-Con. I'm going to Comic-Con. You're going to Comic-Con? Yeah, I'm going to be at Comic-Con. Please, tell us about this. I'll talk about that next week. Oh <laughs> no! Actually, in two weeks, two weeks. Because okay, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah. Next week, I'll send tell us, you. tweet us your um, suggestions. What should Brandon dress? I'm up not dressing at? up for Comic Con because no, here's, dude, my here's my theory. Here's my theory. Outfit. No, because here's my theory. The one of the people that we're going with wanted us all to dress up. She's like, you're, she wanted me to dress up as the Penguin. Apparently, dude, go as mankind. But here's the thing that you should go as mankind. Here's the thing, David. If I'm going to meet somebody famous, uh-huh. I and I get a picture with them, I don't want to look like mankind or the penguin or Dude, somebody just, else. Why not? Have I want to look like me because I, the only time I'll ever meet somebody, and chances are I'm going to be paying a lot of money. Who are to you going to be meeting? Maybe the Green Ranger. And you're going to be treasuring his photo with you. What? You're going to treasure his photo with you? Yeah, I'm not going to fight. It's going to mean more if you're in a Mankind mask. I, like, look at this asshole, the Green Ranger and Mankind. <laughs> so he'll mark out. You'll mark out. You'll be like, dude, be on my online listening experience. He'll be like, dude, be on my dick. And you'll be like, okay, cool. What? Now, what? How's, what's if he goes back and hears this episode and you're like, that's you true. You say that. Apologize. I can't on my own online listening experience. Uh, Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> David, look at her. Look at that ass. My ass. 
But before we start talking like this, like that, we wish you the best of luck. No, 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 rewind that. <laughs> let's rewind and let's also wish a Lashana Tova <laughs> to our, uh, our Jewish, Jewish listeners yes. out there. Happy which, New Year. Which I did that last week, but. Yeah. Now it is actually the new year, 5775. Yes. But happy new year. Happy new year to everyone that uh, would be celebrating or would like to take it as a happy new year. Have a sweet new year. Yes, and dip your honeys in apples. For sure, honeys, you know, apples. Dip your apples in honey. Dip it. You know Just what I dipped today? What did you dip? Challah into grape juice. I'm getting off this, this Skype right now. Uh-uh. No, you did not. Why you don't dip? I always dip, but I grape love, juice that sounds yeah, delicious. I absolutely love that. When I have when, to get, when we went, used to go to Hebrew school, we used to have Shabbat. Um, I guess I went. Would you be the person that like that they have the challah next to the manish the what is it the grape juice? And when they the open Kadeem. it up the grape juice and it like gets a little bit on the challah, and they'll be like, nobody wants this piece of challah because it's moist of the. Grape juice. You're that kid that came over and was just like <laughs> that. Never happened. It. That never happened. But uh, I would have. Did that happen at your bar mitzvah? Did that? Did no, it? I don't did think it? so. It may have happened. Mm, no, but yeah. grape juice, challah. If you've never had challah, I've definitely shouted out before. Grape juice. Challah back, girl. We wish you. Oh, by the way, I tried an egg cream for the first time last night. For the first time. Have you ever had one? Yeah. No? Have you? Yeah. That was absolutely disgusting. I know they used, uh, to, they used, to, I, have raw, they used to have raw egg in it. Now it's it's just you put the chocolate syrup down, then you mm -hmm. pour some milk in, and then you pour seltzer into that. So it's like a chocolate soda. Oh, that sounds good. I definitely never want to drink that again. Yeah. Ever. But I do want to wish. It's kind of like since you've been gone. I do want to wish everybody the, the – the the best of in your future <laughs> endeavors. Have a great week. Oh! Farewell, Derek Cheater. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Peace. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still going. Uh, yeah, Derek Jeter is done, I guess, now? Officially? Next yeah. week he will. Yeah, respect him. Oh, we spoke about that already. Yeah. Peace!